Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Limping Pilgrims podcast. This comes to you uh, hosted by Discovery Church in Dunbar. We are joined today by uh, Vicky Allen. Hello. And Chris Furt. Hello. Uh, my name is John Timms. We are all part of Discovery Church in Dunbar, which is a little community uh, in the southeast corner of Scotland, in a very beautiful corner of the world, um, full of history and heritage and amazing things, places, um, with a bit of a history of pilgrimage, exploration of uh, the roots of, of uh, our faith in this country um, spreading from this part of the, the country. So we like to consider ourselves limping pilgrims, curious explorers. Um, yes. Yes, definitely. indeed. Indeed, a pilgrim, to put it in its simplest terms, um, a person who journeys to a sacred place for a sacred purpose of enlightenment, awakening, discovery, uh, pilgrimage being that journey of intentionality. Um, that is somewhat of a, a thin explanation. Um, Chris, somebody who loves the idea of pilgrimage and um, is a fellow pilgrim, could you expand a little bit on, on, my, on my slightly thin <laughs> sure, John. Yeah, when I think about pilgrimage, I do think about a journey with a eternal purpose. So it's different than being a tourist. When you're a tourist, you're going to, to a space or a place to experience something. But you're probably not going with sort of this internal desire to have a sacred encounter. So when I think about pilgrimage, I think it's really about encountering God along the way. Um, not only God, I think that also the journey is about encountering others that are with you, fellow pilgrims along the way, and encountering yourself along the way too. So for me, pilgrimage really is about encounter. It's, it's actually the, the practice of going, of going somewhere with this purpose and desire to encounter and to be encountered. So that's kind of how I like to think about it. Encountering for me is the kind of the, the piece that changes it from being a tourist. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a good way. Yeah, totally. Nailed it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, this idea of being a limping pilgrim, um, walking with a limp, the idea that we don't have it all together, that we carry something, and yet we're still committed to that, journey. Uh, Vicky, could you expand a little bit what that might be? Yeah, well I can try. So for me, a limping pilgrim um, is not so much um, a title as a kind of a just an invitation. It's an invitation for all of us to to encounter God, to go with God, regardless. Um, despite and sometimes because of our like limitations and um, the things that might have um, brought an element of woundedness to us. Mm. Um, and I guess the invitation is just like God, God wants to um, accompany us regardless of all of those things, all of the things that might cause us to kind of discount our um, ability to participate in 
in his kingdom and purposes. Um, actually, the the invitation is to yeah get to go anyway. Um, yeah. I think I think about. I was telling you about this, John, uh, the other day. About I think I think it's Simon Armitage's book, um, "Walking Home," where he does the the Pennine Way um, in reverse. He starts in Scotland and and walks um, back to his home in the Yorkshire Moors. And uh, <laughs> someone said to him, "So, like, you know, what training are you doing for this like epic walk?" And and he sort of was like training uh well my my idea is that you know on the first day will be preparation for the second day and the second day will be preparation for the third day and and i love that um apart from anything else because it's the kind of training that i would also do and find possible (laughs) but i think i think um there's there's a kind of a metaphor in there for us as well and that you know there's there's not like a perfect time to begin or a point at which we Mm. are suddenly prepared and that's not to say there aren't things that you can do to prepare for like a specific pilgrimage experience but in terms of life as pilgrimage life Mm. as journeying with god um it's a case of just go yeah the first day is preparation for the second day yes the second day for the third does that make sense i don't know if i'm yes yeah no it really does it really does and I'm glad you brought up that point about um, when we talk about pilgrimage um, for this conversation and for kind of moving on. Um, is there are there are physical journeys that we take, um, and there are also this this idea of life as pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. It's a good, um, it's a really good metaphor, really helpful for us. Um, the one thing I was reflecting on yesterday as we spoke about limping pilgrims together. Um, is when you are um, you're aware that you have a limp, you're aware that you have this this stuff, and yet you you embark on a journey anyway, regardless, knowing that um, that God is sort of leading you, calling you, and with you mm-hmm. on that journey. Um, it's really permit. It really gives permission mm-hmm. for those people that would be more reluctant. To embark on such a journey, whether it be a physical one or a spiritual one, um, when they see other people that have their own stuff as well, mm-hmm. that they're carrying along on the pilgrimage, mm-hmm. um, it really does give permission to say, "Okay, it's encouraging." Yeah, it's an encouragement, isn't it? Yeah. When you see other people, yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And sometimes so people go, for for example, on a physical pilgrimage because of their limp kind of in inverted commas because of whatever that is because they're seeking yeah. healing so like you know famously there would be the kind of pilgrimages to lords and other right, yes. um, sites yes. of healing mm-hmm. i don't know chris you've probably got more examples that you can pull out of your hat than me but like i think that's i think that's actually really valid but yeah there's um i don't it's not um we're not called to go with a particular goal in mind other than this I'm speaking really personally now, mm. but other than just being with God somehow in whatever way we can, or being open to being with God maybe is mm. an even better way because sometimes that is the source of our limp, the source of our wound is mm. not knowing who this um, God is who's present yeah. with us in life. Yeah. I was just going to say that I think sometimes we use the word limping and it has this sort of negative connotation mm. of not being whole or healthy. Mm. Um, I think in this context and sort of the context of life as a pilgrimage, it's just sort of a statement of reality. It's not positive or negative. It's just, it is. 
yeah. that, that we as human beings live in a fallen world and no one is unscathed. Yeah. So we are, we're all limping. Some yeah. of us are just better at hiding it than others. Yeah. And, and I do think that pilgrimage is one of these ways, I'm speaking now sort of doing an actual pilgrimage, mm. of kind of coming to terms with that um, mm. in that quiet space wow. as you're walking, yeah. as you're sort of your physical body is engaged in this spiritual purpose that it gives you some space to kind of deal with your limp, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's a, a space that can be very fruitful in kind of recognizing what that limp is yeah. and the invitation that comes yeah. by God yeah. to, to accept that you're limping, but also to say, okay, well, where do I really need healing? And what does that look like? Yes. Mm. Yes. That's good. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? We have these, these like initial encounters with, with God, with Jesus. And, um, there's, you know, some scriptures like we become new creations in Christ and that kind of thing. And then you can you can almost be forgiven of thinking that that's an immediate click of the fingers yeah. thing. And actually, mm -hmm. the the um, the old sages of the faith and actually the people that have walked a few more miles, they're a bit of ahead of us on their journey. Will say actually no, the, the um, it's a lifelong unfolding process, right. and which is why life as pilgrimage is so good because it's not just that that initial recognition maybe or. Or coming to faith and then everything's fine it's more that's the beginning of of the journey then mm. um, of seeing what that looks like um, recognizing the limp you know mm. I think it was, it was George MacDonald that said um, we are the sons of God and now let us become the sons of God yes, so it's like here's your identity and you have to learn what it means to then walk into that and what that looks like I love that yeah mm. and so that, that it's just a good it's a good idea to sort of actually we are this now we are the beloved and we are and 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 god is a, a healer and a good shepherd i so, say so now let's look at what that might look like not just the done deal mm -hmm. and i think right. that's what this this is a good just a good um structure i guess to unpack that yeah it's just really good yeah yeah I've always wondered if there's something about the practice of pilgrimage or almost as a kind of like a like a ritual experience in terms of physical pilgrimage. Um, you know, that kind of like practicing something which is done maybe often, which um, allows the experience to deepen. I was thinking mm -hmm. about um, so where where I live um, in the this the area um, where I live there's um, an old well called St John's well and it used to be um, a place of pilgrimage from uh, for the monks at I think Coldingham um, and they so they used to walk from Coldingham up to the village of Spot on the old road that was there and I, I believe the Knights Templar also walked there but it was done it was done regularly I think annually mm -hmm. um, and I, I just always wonder you know when you do something that has a sense of familiarity to it mm -hmm. how it kind of um, I don't know if it sort of clears the decks a bit for yeah, other yeah. other things to, to be made known and to be seen right. yeah no it's interesting we've looked at pilgrimage and one of the kinds of learning that we focus in on in pilgrimage is this kinesthetic learning, mm. which is the learning by the use of the body. So it's actual movement and in the mm. movement of the body and the actual act of walking, yes. of doing the physical act of going up hills, down hills, crossing rivers or streams, 
um, to get to a place that something does happen that does deepen the experience. Yeah. So I think there is that real sense that we are beings that are this integrated body, mind, and spirit. And you can't really separate them out. But when yeah. you do use your body, it actually helps to connect those other two mm. parts um, in, in the process of learning. And that something happens that doesn't necessarily happen when you're just sitting thinking or even when you're sitting praying and reading your Bible, that the, the physical act does something, like as you yes. were saying, Vicky, yeah. to, to deepen that yeah. and to kind of uh, yeah, anchor it in a way. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I wonder, um, you know, down the ages, lots of people separating themselves off, either in a, in a cave in the desert mm. or, or in a cell in, um, in a monastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, the, yeah, the physical act of walking you know that kind of repetitive motion of one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. is uh just just helps our brains to kind of process mm-hmm. physiologically like that that kind of it like embodying the the prayer right and the journey and, yeah mm. you know, in a kind of fresh way isn't it mm. yeah it's great. in an ancient way in an ancient yeah. way yeah yeah it seems fresh to us fresh to yeah. Us. yeah indeed something that's long forgotten as well yeah yeah it's true there's lots of people working towards resurrecting this idea of pilgrimage and you know um, yeah something the church has forgotten right it seems like almost like pilgrimage you you see that like on the Camino to Santiago in Spain that that has exploded in the last 15 to 20 years Mm, yeah Yeah. but most of the people that are walking it probably would not consider themselves to be Christian but there is this draw to this this kind of exercise of spirituality that yeah. I think is growing, and you're right. I think the church has sort of lost it, right? yeah. because because I do think that, especially in the Protestant world, we're looking at medieval pilgrimage, and we're kind of looking at what it became, and yeah. some of the abuses of the medieval church yes. in regards to pilgrimage. Right. That it was, you know, you're going to a particular church or a particular place to pray to some dodgy bones of some saints that may or yeah. may not have come from the actual saint themselves. Yeah. So I, I think we kind of look at that and we go, mm, there's this kind of whiff of, uh, is, this, is this a real spiritual practice that we should be engaging in? Mm-hmm. And again, I think that was an abuse of what pilgrimage really is. Yes. Um, because you look at, you look at the, the scriptures and it's all about people who walked everywhere that they went, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They were always on this journey and you see God meeting men and women again and again and again in the act of going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I think if we kind of reshape our idea of what pilgrimage is or could be, it's, mm-hmm. it's a brilliant practice for, for modern Christians to engage in. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to throw the baby out of the bathroom. Right. Do you? That's like, yeah. mm-hmm. We tend to do that, though, don't we? We do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Uh-huh. We do. It's good. Well, what experiences of pilgrimage is? Do each of us have? I wonder. Not talked about it loads before. <laughs> well, you you yeah. guys did. You guys did one together, so you could talk yeah. about yes, that. Yes, I, mean, I did yeah. one. We did one a few weeks ago. Maybe a couple of months. Yeah, beginning of the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. end of the summer. Wow, time flies. Yeah, it does. It does. So yeah, it, it started off. We were just going to do a one night like wild camping, and it sort of evolved into a two day, thirty mile walk. Yes. Yes. On some fairly rugged terrain, it was it was good. <laughs> we um, yeah, so we hiked from we parked in a tiny little coastal village hamlet called Cove, um, not far from where we live, and 
the idea was to hike down to the border with England mm -hmm. at Berwick and then uh, camp overnight somewhere along the way, eat mm -hmm. somewhere along the way um, and just figure out um, what the road threw up for us right. physically and spiritually. Um, we had a little idea when we started what we would encounter you know, yeah. to, to yeah. go back to what Chris was saying earlier on. And that was quite an intentional thing at the start to not bring our own agenda, bring our own um, sort of questions that we wanted answers for uh, and kind of, you know, therefore adding sort of pressure to the day, to mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we were intentional about the approach of let's just see what, what unfolds yeah. for us. Right? Let's see where the Holy Spirit might take us yeah. in this in these two days. Yeah. Let's see where the conversations go. Let's see how we feel um, as we walk in these paths. Um, it was a bit more undulating than I was expecting. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, is that physically is or it? emotionally? <laughs> a bit of both, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. It I mean, it was it was a way that neither one of us had walked before. Um, so we weren't quite sure what the terrain was going to be. So mm -hmm. there were times where we got turned around and a bit lost, had yeah. to backtrack a bit to get back onto the uh, the route. Um, and we ended up not making it to the destination that we had set yeah. just because of, of, of time and circumstances. But yeah, I think that was actually good because really the destination of making it to Barrick was not really the point. No. Again, it was sort of... The experience. The Mecca of Berwick. Right, the Mecca. Yeah. That, yes. yeah. that spiritual center. Yes. Um, <laughs> Berwick upon Tweed. Great spiritual center. Yeah. So no, it was good. I, I mean, we, we, we didn't know where we were going to camp. And we had we had plans. I mean, we, we had the materials to do the wild camping. So yeah. it wasn't like we were just going to do, you know, sleeping in the rough somewhere we under had some a tree. Tools, we, we had tools. We had this, yeah. So there was a bit of planning that went into yeah. it. It wasn't totally just, hey, on a lark, let's go one day. No. Off into the woods. Um, no. We made a plan, but we were open to what the road would bring. Yes. Yes. Yeah, indeed. And let's be honest, we weren't going into the proper wilderness. We were no. never too far from a pub. True. Or uh, And that was know. planned. No. <laughs> that was planned too. Um, yes. Yeah. So how did it feel to not reach your destination? Was that something that you felt you could carry lightly or was... Was that difficult? Yeah, like I like I think for me, um, we I mean we've, we've definitely spoken of and had that awareness that kind of category of what happens along route is more important mm. than getting yeah. to where we go. If the destination was the most important, obviously we would just get in a car and drive to Berwick. Of course. Um, so the walking is the idea, mm -hmm. and that's you know that that's the main focal point. Yeah, getting there was a little bit like I haven't achieved some things that I set out mm. to do not the main thing but there was something I set out to do and we didn't do it mm -hmm. right um, so there is that element of that um, yeah it's interesting in, when you notice that stuff yes. yourself, so I didn't think that that's what it yeah, was about no, no. But maybe there was a little bit I, I would say for me on, on the second day so you know I, I had some blisters on my feet at that point um, <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a sense of disappointment not to reach Berwick. I mean, maybe there was this sort of little inkling bit that 
said, oh man, it would have been nice to have said we made it all the way. But for, for me on that second day, we had such rich conversation. Yeah. Um, some really cool things came out. You know, I, I had a, a sort of a personal revelation about my own personal limp on that day that yeah. felt like I'd been handed a treasure. Yeah. In, in the course of actually walking and talking, some things came up in conversation that, not not that it wouldn't have been worthwhile if I hadn't have had that, but it was so good that I felt like I was enriched by the experience, even if we didn't make it all the way to Barrick. Yeah. Mm. So it felt like the the purpose of the pilgrimage had been achieved 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to That's a friend good. the other day. Um, I think I mentioned it to you yesterday, and, and where he thought when he's when he's got. Uh, an activity or a day ahead or he's, he's planning something and he's and he says well we'll start with plan b <laughs> because what happens when you start with plan b is um you move into what should have happened what but you didn't you couldn't see <laughs> to begin with so you start with plan b and actually you end up with plan a I love um, that. which is great so <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's kind of what we did we like, let's just start with plan b yeah. plan a was you're not going to make it <laughs> but yeah. it's going to be a rich time yeah. For your soul, yeah. for your friendship, for everything else, for you know, so it was, yeah, that was good. We hit plan A in the end, yeah, but we didn't know what plan A was until yeah, we started, so true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really but it was good. good. And we wild camped, and we, you know, it's by the beach, having a fire, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and whiskey, and, and, and the, and the just, weather was glorious. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. gorgeous it was views from the coast, yeah, from the cliffs, yeah, yeah. It's good. That helps. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Always helps. I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's surrounded by beauty as well. Yeah. yeah. Beauty is good for the, mm -hmm. good for the soul. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like um, when, when you were talking as you began, I was sort of imagining uh, like a bowl that you could have put all of your hopes in before you left. Mm. And um, for some people, that wouldn't have been a bowl. It would have been a container with a lid on and there would have been really... Like we, this is what we need. Yes. Um, but because you'd left that bowl open and you were just able to mm. leave that um, kind of in the divine hands um, right. accompanying right. you, then right. it, you're able to just yeah meet God in whatever way wow. was needed. Yeah, that yeah, that's good. it. Yeah, that's amazing. There's that sense of openness. You read about people that do these long pilgrimage walks and um, like on the on the Camino and the different things that they face, the different weather mm. they face, the different people they meet on the way. Um, there's lots of challenges and you have to be open to the unexpected, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another metaphor for life too, isn't it? Yeah. If, yeah, if you yeah. try to control everything and have a, a desired goal, you're often going to be disappointed. Mm. Yes, um, absolutely. Because life just isn't that controllable yes yeah. yeah so i think that's that's actually a good metaphor thinking yeah. about life as a pilgrimage too is that open bowl yes where yeah. you say god ultimately i know that you're in control and mm. there are difficult things that will yeah. come my way on the road yeah you know, how open am i to receive the invitations that come yes. to those difficult things yes yeah, yeah. that's it yeah. yeah yeah to receive you have to notice mm. and if you are so um hell-bent on my agenda this is what I'm here for like my hopes yeah. with the lid on yeah that's what you're going to be looking for yeah and yeah. say so you're not going to be able to notice the other things 
that might be the gift. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't know to look for that other gift because I'm so busy looking for this uh-huh. one that I miss this other yeah. thing uh-huh. that God's got over me over here. And so I think if you, yeah, if you hold tightly to those things on a physical journey and on our kind of metaphorical pilgrimage through life, mm-hmm. you don't get to notice some of the the other gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 I wonder if. I'm going into spiritual direction mode. <laughs> I wonder no. if, like, you've had some time since, what is it, like two, three mm. months since you did it? Yeah, quite a month. Yeah, was it June? June, yeah. yeah. September now. Mm. Yeah. So in the period of time that's elapsed since then, and obviously there's this real sense of encounter and presence as you've um, kind of described the journey. But if you were to, like, look back and, like, choose a word or an image which would kind of summarise that experience for you today, then what what might that be, I wonder? Sometimes it's helpful to have these things to kind of mm-hmm. make an experience mm-hmm. more kind of concrete in our memories. Yes, yeah. To find a little treasure to hold on to. Um, well, there's an image, I guess, when you said image. I don't think there's mm. a word. I could mm-hmm. Something maybe to sum it up. In fact, it was a photo that Chris took on his phone. Oh. And I'm just looking out. He took a photo of me looking out over the, the ocean. and But I know that the point he took that was at the end of a long uphill. And you don't want to sort of make those agreements that it's always an uphill before <laughs> you get the, you know, <laughs> the rewards. But there was that element of actually... Um, there was an uphill before getting that mm. that that big open that that big vista, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Of just, and it was a stunning blue day. The mm-hmm. ocean was really blue. The sky, the sun was out. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the ups, they were up. Yeah, they were and, up. And after like not sleeping very well the night before and whatever else, and then you're sort of getting into these things. Sometimes there is a there is a resilience that's mm. needed, mm-hmm. you know sometimes yeah to break through to get through to that kind of reward of wow yeah yeah, this yeah. Is look at this uh-huh. i think there's a few wow moments in nature yeah. on this on that journey oh, i can imagine um which is amazing thinking that we live here I guess you can walk we can <laughs> walk my, far, we can right? walk my doorstep <laughs> and yeah. just get wow moments yeah. we're blessed to live in this part well, yeah um That's so cool. that kind of picture was good for me just sort of actually mm. you know and it's that thing, take it out of context, it could just be, you know, a bloke on a hill looking out over the mm-hmm. thing, actually, to get to that point was, was yeah. a journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, it's not always what you see. And did you have a sense of God with you in that particular moment, or, or was it not in that kind of direct, no, I don't here is God that. alongside with me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like a remote. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, that's cool. How about you, Chris? Well, I was just thinking about that, and there were a couple of things that came to mind, but something just popped up, so I haven't really thought this through. But at the end of our first day, uh, and again, we hadn't really, we didn't really know how long it was going to be, and you know, we we're both carrying fairly heavy packs, and it was quite warm. So mm-hmm. at the end of that day, we were, I was extremely thirsty. I had, I had already emptied my water bottle. I think John had too. And we were coming into Coldingham, uh, where we had booked into a pub that evening for dinner. And then we were going to find a place to camp. But we were both very thirsty. And we found a corner shop in town. And we both got a Coke. 
and I'm not a guy that drinks like soda very often, but I'm going to say that is like the <laughs> best Coke, the best drink I could ever, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of us just guzzled that thing down. And yeah, it was just this moment of, how would I say it? It, it, it was a moment of being human, yeah. of being really thirsty and enjoying this drink with a friend after yeah. a really long, hard day and just sort of marveling at the taste of this this drink mm-hmm. and how good it was after everything that had come before. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just this kind of little little moment of of joy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mm. And something that would be unexpected otherwise. Like yeah. if I had a, a sip of Coke right now, it wouldn't do that for me. Yeah. But it was after everything that we had experienced together mm. that that moment was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is the best drink I've ever had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I'm not quite sure. I'm trying. To, I'm trying not to spiritualize or meta, make a metaphor <laughs> no. of that. It was just a moment of being human and appreciating nice. the yeah. delicious taste of this after a hard walk. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. That, that when you said that moment of being human, mm-hmm. just yeah. that just feels so rich and profound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think we are so often protected from our, like our physical beings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's another thing that we were talking about yesterday, John, actually, I think it's like, you know, how um, we, you know, we live in comfort and live in a way which avoids inconvenience and discomfort so often. Mm. And um, there was a, I'm reading like a book about the life of Columba just now. And one of the things that I read a a few days ago was about how the, this is a very, very (laughs) flabby (laughs) kind of paraphrase, but but basically it was um, like saying that Columba and his sort of, you know, fellow um, monks who um, undertook different kinds of pilgrimages and journeys, um, it was part of the purpose was to sort of disconnect themselves from from comfort and routine and the things which, um, yeah, place us maybe at ease Mm, and there's sort of a a willingness Mm. to surrender to... um, don't know if discomfort is quite the right right word but it's like a relinquishment of mm. of comfort and ease yes. and being willing to encounter dis-ease and mm. discomfort mm. um and there's something about that which connects you with your kind of deeper humanity i think yeah, as well right. yeah. um like remembering that we can be thirsty mm-hmm. when actually most of the time we can just walk into the kitchen and get a drink. It's interesting. So, um, as Chris was saying that, like we, we, um, I really like that. What you say, we, we went to a town in the morning of the second day and we just were finding somewhere to buy coffee and what have you. And, uh, you know, like when you're out in the wilderness or you're out in the countryside or wherever, you're sort of surrounded by mm-hmm. nature, natural beauty, like just like surrounded by the real, mm-hmm. like it's real stuff, mm-hmm. you know, trees and sand and dirt and and you have to eat and we, we ate in like in the bushes sort of thing in the morning <laughs> and, you know, we obviously go to the toilet and that sort of stuff. Out. And then um, we went into this thing to buy coffee and we just, the guy let us use the loo. And I walked in there and it was like, it's got a nice cafe and the toilet was just quite nice. It was sort of nice and marble finish, whatever else. And I said, I'm like, I'm not ready for this yet. I'm not ready for nice things. Yeah. I'm, about, uh-huh. I'm not ready for clean yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need, I'm, my mind, my heart, my soul was still 
like on a trail somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. I always wanted this, like, let's go quickly, quickly. Yeah. Move on, move on. <laughs> um, yeah, that willingness to be at a place of discomfort mm. is good. Mm-hmm. It's good for us, I think. Yeah. yeah. To not be surrounded by the clinical all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you think about um, Sutra Isle. Have you come across Sutra Isle? Yeah, I actually it. drove by there the other day. <gasps> Did yeah, you? Yeah. I, I've only I, I've only visited once and I've read about it a bit, but um, yeah. So it's this ancient, well, pretty old kind of uh, site of what would have been a kind of an original sort of place of hospitality in the true sense of um, a place of a place where uh, medicine and healing was provided, and um, yeah, but it was on. I think it, I can't remember which of the Roman roads it is. Either is it you, just street? Could be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big long road. Yes. <laughs> um, and and just there's something in that kind of image of people undertaking long journeys, but needing places of healing and yeah. medicine um, along the way, and so that they're able to continue their journey. And I suppose other people would have been brought there because they needed healing, not necessarily travellers on the road. Um, but yeah, like you don't go to a place of healing unless you need to be healed mm-hmm. of something. Um, there's there's something about that too, I think, just being confronted with um, mortality in whatever sense. That sounds a bit melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might retract that. <laughs> it's, it's true. We're so protected yeah. today from our own sense of mortality. That's what I think our ancestors were so good at understanding mm. was their own humanness, to use that word, yeah. and mm. the fact that we're mortal. Yeah. And we sort of live in a world that pretends that we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm. We were going to talk about being curious explorers, too. We were. <laughs> Have we got time for that? We, yeah. <laughs> we could, yes. Um, it's a crucial part of being in, our, being in a community, being a curious explorer. Mm. And to do it alone and to do it together, um, like we mentioned before, to uh, have lifelong discipleship means to always be curious, mm-hmm. to always ask the question. Um, in our church, we've been looking at uh, the, the Jeremiah verse about the ancient path. And that's an amazing example of what a process of what it looks like to be a curious explorer. Because mm-hmm. there's the, the the encouragement there is to stop and, and yield for a moment and then to look and then to ask and then to walk. Mm-hmm. And so it's and um, it's an important process. So I think God has, you know, Jesus began to talk um about his kingdom and he told lots of amazing stories and parables and and the idea of the the hidden treasure and and the pearl and things like that. Oh, it's kind of these things that you can you can set out on a on a pilgrimage of discovery and uncover these things. But it takes that curiosity, that yeah. resilience, perseverance to just what does that mean? Mm. God, what does this where are you, you know? The idea of being led, being a follower of Jesus, is to be led to some some pretty cool places. Yeah. What does it mean to you, Vicky, to be like so personally as like in your life? How does it how does it 
and it's this idea of being a curious explorer um, make yeah. itself manifest in your life? I think curiosity is like one of my most favourite words mm. um, because it implies so many things. Like where where would we be without the person who went, oh, I wonder what would happen if I rubbed these two sticks together or knocked these two stones off each other yeah. or I wonder what would happen if I combined this element with this element and just like um, being driven by wonder and mm. um, and the desire to try new things I think I think that is a big part of our almost like our divine nature it connects with creativity as well just like yes. the idea that um, more things are possible than what we've so far imagined wow. and every mm. every realm of, of life um, and I don't think you just see that in in humanity too but I can only speak from a human experience <laughs> but um yeah. yeah so like for me to be a curious explorer is um about and this is definitely a lifelong practice I suppose um is to learn to live without being afraid um mm. without being afraid of what happens if something goes wrong what happens if people don't like it when I say this or do this or try mm. this um what yeah to learn to learn to not be afraid is to open yourself up to the freedom of of curiosity and creativity mm. wow. that all sounds a bit abstract i love it no that sounds amazing i think something that's that's yeah we're losing a little bit is wonder and, mm. and awe mm -hmm. you know especially yeah. it's 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 um it's funny because to be curious you know you will uncover and discover and grow in understanding, but at the same, but you don't want your new levels of understanding to have a detrimental effect on your mm. on being awestruck yeah. by the yeah. wonder because mm -hmm. you understand everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think in our, our kind of modern age of, of of understanding, we've come so far, and we mm -hmm. celebrate that um, mm -hmm. as human nature sort of celebrate those you know mm -hmm. advancements. Yeah. That we can sometimes lose a bit of yeah. wonder. I think curiosity is is just what it means to be human. Yeah. It's a good thing, childlike. Yeah, it? and it's yeah. what connects us to each other too. Because, mm. well, like this would be a really boring podcast if we weren't being curious about what <laughs> each other had to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it enables yeah. us to get to know other people more deeply and yeah. to yeah to hear new ideas and things. That's it. That's yeah. it. What do you think? It's good. Yeah, it, it's interesting for me because you can tell from my accent, uh, I'm not from this island. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I come from a culture that is not very good at being curious, mm. I find. And I'm being wildly stereotypical and painting with a very broad brush um, from yeah. my home culture. 300 in America. million people. Yes, exactly. Like really exactly. <laughs> but but I, I think because we're such a new country, a, a new mm. culture, we tend to be very forward looking rather than. Being curious about what's come before uh, behind us mm. and what's come before us, we, we we tend to say that doesn't really matter. Let's just forge ahead, forge ahead, mm. forge ahead. So, um, I actually have found it very helpful living in Europe for a number of years, uh, being in ancient cultures where people are very connected to their past, mm. to start being curious about my own past, mm -hmm. um, and to be curious about what God is doing in my present for my future by looking back at my past. So wow. it, it's interesting. It, it, 
I, I, I feel like I've, in these recent years, become an explorer of my own heart and soul in a way that I wasn't before. Yeah. And that in doing so, I'm actually meeting Jesus in different ways. So for me, yeah, this, this could be, <laughs> I could go on and on about that piece of it because it's been so significant. But I found that the gospel has become richer and deeper wow. as I have allowed myself to look backwards into what I've experienced. Mm. Um, so it's almost like being a backwards pilgrim in a sense. It's, yes. it's sort of journeying into some of these places where, quite frankly, um, I was given a limp, um, yes. even in the things I experienced as a child. Yeah. And to open them up to the Spirit of God and have Jesus actually layer by layer bring some healing to those things. Mm. So, yeah, that makes me curious about myself, but it also is curious, okay, God, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you yeah. doing in the world? How big are you? Because I think for me, that's the thing, is that God has become so much bigger mm. um, in this process. And I realized, wow, I know very little. Yeah. Um, there's a lot left to learn. Yeah. Mm. A lot more levels to achieve and, and growth and yeah, being curious. Yeah. yeah so this is where all the bubbles of excitement come up. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. the mystery. The mystery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I love that kind of, that twin nature of, of the pilgrimage too, of, of, of life. Of, of like, you know, it's been said that, uh, you know, life is, is lived forwards, mm. but understood when you look backwards. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's that, that, that nature of, of mm -hmm. journey mm. is, is to, to journey in this direction, but actually with an awareness and looking back to understand. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also a, you know, a pioneering element to an unfolding journey, mm -hmm. which is really good. Which will keep us ex keep us curious. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's interesting. I just wanted to just note quickly that the story of the lost son, you know, who who was curious and left left everything. Mm. Um, left his father, left his home. Um, and, and, and when things kind of go pear-shaped with his curiosity mm. and went in the wrong direction, mm -hmm. um, he actually found that his, his kind of heart's compass was, was to go home. And so I think these, these sort, of, sort of have the, all of our curiosities, all of our, whether they be um, consecrated and, and full of, you know, sort of wonder towards mm. God or whether they be misguided and taking mm. us in the wrong direction. Mm. Yeah. Um, a pilgrim's heart's compass, mm -hmm. you know, what it really means to be human and to be on a journey will lead us back, lead us back to the arms of the Father, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. our kind of true home. That's our true pilgrimage is to come back to that all the time. All of these mm -hmm. paths that we take, you know, yeah. um, I will all be leading back. It's making me think, well, it's making me wish that I had a better memory so I could um, say, you know, the T.S. Eliot quote from the Four Quartets, which is about after all of our wandering, we return to where we began, which is yes. not how T.S. Eliot said that. <laughs> 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 well, never mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he agrees with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but then we're we're different. Yeah. Even if we return to the same place, yeah. the journey means that we've yeah. grown, expanded, yeah, and changed. awakened. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris, we were going to finish on a on a prayer. 
that you um, that you're bringing about pilgrimage. Sure. Yeah, so this is a, a prayer that uh, we've done for pilgrimages in the past. O maker of the worlds, O kindler of the fires of suns and galaxies, I come to you today and admit freely that I am in need of divine fire sparked with my own heart. My desires are not too strong. They're too weak. They flicker like a sputtering candle and threaten to be blown out by the cares of this world, my own sin, and my easily distracted thoughts. I begin this pilgrim journey with a plea, born of my weak desire, for your holy desire to be kindled in me. Walk with me, Father, and may I know myself as your beloved child. Walk with me, Jesus, as friend and companion. Walk with me, Spirit, and breathe your life-giving breath on me with every footfall. As I reach my journey's end, may I know that I have been in the presence of the Holy One, and may I burn bright with your passion. Amen. Amen. That's stunning. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Vicky. Amazing. And we look forward to more conversations mm -hmm. in the weeks to come. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We're, you shall hear us next time. Bye-bye.